Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yay, cheers. Cheers. Skype cheers. Fake cheers. Skype cheers. Skype cheers. Uh... I'm impressed that you have ice. Yeah, it's it's not ice. It's actually a cup of pens. Because while oh. while we're on Skype, Liza and I don't see each other's faces right now, you know, to make the sound quality better for y'all. But you fooled me, so that's impressive. I just have a very sad seltzer. I thought I was going to add vodka to it, and then I didn't have any more vodka, which is something that almost never happens in my household. <laughs> I thought I was going to have the five-cent bottle of Petite Syrah that I had, a but I have an accounting midterm, and I need to study, and it's only three forty-seven. So, wait, five cent? Oh, is five cent the brand, or it costs five cents? No, it costs costs five cents. I really want to tell you about it, but should we introduce the podcast? Really? really yeah, that's quickly? more important. Yeah, this is uh, this. You go ahead. Oh, it's fifty-one first dates. The podcast. I'm Liza, and I'm Kimmy, and yeah, this is a dating podcast, but it's one we definitely talk about wine on as well. I mean, okay. And all, and all beverages. All beverages. All spirits. All spirits, all beverages. Basically, there's this thing, while I miss my cute little Greenpoint New York wine store, um, for the new listeners, we're on opposite sides of the country, Liza and I right now, because I live in LA now. But basically, Liza, there's this thing called BevMo. Have you ever heard of BevMo? No. This is not an ad, but oh boy, would it be a cool ad. So BevMo, my roommate was like, oh my God, like you, you've never been to a BevMo, you're going to love it. Because I had like, a euphoric experience going going to Trader Joe's here. I feel like I probably already told you about it, but it was just like, oh, no lines, putting things in my car, just driving down the block. It was just so easy. I was like, yeah. I, I didn't ever shop at Trader Joe's in New York. Not ever. Like I couldn't, I would spend more money at Whole Foods just looking at sales because I couldn't deal with those lines. But anyway, she was like, well, you need to, you're going to love BevMo. So BevMo is like a like giant liquor, wine, superstore um, and it has all sorts of things inside. And if you get a club card, you can get all these very good deals. So I haven't bought Tito's yet. I don't know what that's like. Uh, I'll let you know. But basically, they have all these wines in their massive wine section. And some of them, if you buy one bottle for like 20 bucks, you get the second for five cents. Five cents. Okay. So it's not like five cent wine. No. It's just, I mean, that is exciting. But it, you got me like... I was like, what is this? Well, because if you don't... It's still exciting. Mine was $20. I think you could pro- probably buy a cheaper wine. But if you don't have a club card, you wouldn't get the five cents. You know, so you do have to be a member. But yes. it's like not a paid membership. But like it genuinely was a five cent bottle because the first one cost full price. But I mean, that's dope. It's still exciting. I was just like, I thought there was a magical... Like reti- I was like, how? How do they do it? But okay, that would be it. Like the movie pass of wines. Like how do they yeah. do it? Something shady. Like literally how? Yeah. But no matter what, that's still exciting. It was and exciting. I'm still very jealous. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, longtime listeners know that we like to get a little lit when we record. But that this time difference means that I'm gonna have to be sometimes appropriate for things like accounting. So that's sure. That's I'm sober and not drinking, but holding a cup of pens. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I mean, I had half an anxiety pill and some CBD oil, so I'm feeling mellow. That's but good. Not necessarily sober. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's, what, fine. it's also fun to talk about dating. You know, without any substances, but you know, mm, yeah, but they help. They help, especially when talking about dating. 
So I think we should just, like, it's just Liza and I today. I hope you all really enjoyed our last week's episode with Kara Lowenthal. Oh, my gosh. Please to God. Lowenthal. Yes. Yes. Rhymes with Nile. I remember. Um, She's the host of the podcast Unfuck Your Brain. She's this amazing coach. We got really good feedback. Uh, Thank you all for sharing that feedback. And also just, like, go check it out. Again, I feel like it's, like, been the most, like, life-changing thing for me as we're ta- we talked to these experts in a while, just to start thinking thinking about things differently. Um, but yeah, she fully br- blew my mind. Like, I was like, oh, why do I think any of the thoughts that I think in the way that I think them? If you haven't listened to that episode, you guys, you have to go listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's very it good. was one of my favorites. Very, very good. And with that, like, just being Liza and I, we just want to update you all. And then I think we're going to talk about endings today. Is that right, Liza? Yeah, like... We are going to do breakups, but, like, sometimes it's not an official breakup. We're talking about, like, the endings of romances, romantic relationships, et cetera. Yes. Um, I I just realized how ominous it sounded. Like, when people see the title endings, if they're going to be like, is this podcast over? I know, right? (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like, when we did second dates and it was like, she has a boyfriend. Which, (laughs) maybe, if you're new to the podcast, if you're old to the podcast, we love you. Thank you for continuing to like our shit Follow us, promote us, do all the things that are annoying, but really, really help us. And thank you Tell for, us. yeah. Yeah, you guys are amazing. And the support we receive from you guys is amazing. We love how, I also really, really love how supportive and kind you are all, you all are to each other in the secret Facebook group. It's like really lovely to see. Um, and yeah, thank you for being there for us, with us. We love you. Uh if you're a new listener, maybe go back to the beginning. Yeah, you can go back <laughs> Hear to the, the beginning. journey. Like, it'll help understand who we are and what on earth we're doing here. Yeah, like, if you came to this episode and it's number, God knows what, I don't know, 40-something or 50-something maybe now. No, it's going to be 49. Oh, Next it's be week, 49. we're going to record our 50th episode, which is really exciting. Right, so you might be thinking, like, oh, she's on her 49th date because I'm Kimmy and that's Liza, but we already said that. But basically, um, we started this podcast and I was uh, single and in a lot of uh, life, like, turmoil and just trying to break out of my shell. So Liza helped me do this experiment of going on dates and like, lo and behold, for the first time in my life, something actually worked out. So I'm not going on dates anymore because I'm dating someone um, cross country like a fool, but it's fine. Um, But basically, that's why this podcast is in a little bit of a weird format right now. So we're just bringing you kind of like all of these fun experts and our like non-wisdom that we try to make sound like wisdom about dating in the meantime, but we're going to have a new dater. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we're catching up on topics that we haven't talked about that people have been like, when are you going to talk about this? And we're catching up on email questions and on, yeah, just like kind of general points you guys want us to hit before we bring you some new daters. Mm -hmm. Um, just so you know, we are going to be debuting our new daters in the next couple weeks. We're going to hopefully start hearing from them by mid-September, so please stay tuned. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, I think we're going to get some new perspectives, tease, blah, blah, blah. Tease. And if any of you, because it's not all settled yet, especially with schedules and all, we're just figuring things out. If any of you want to get involved, um, especially if you're not living you know, in New York and you're not a 
straight white female like myself was. Um, But even if you are, or if you think of anyone you know who might not be too big time and might be interested, like if you think of someone you like following on Instagram who has, let's say, less than like 50,000 followers, maybe let us know and we can try to recruit them. I don't know. Just... Just feel free to keep DMing us and emailing us all those things. And our email is 51firstdatespod at gmail.com just while we're at it. And our Instagram is at 51firstdatespod. And you can chat with us directly in the secret Facebook group also, which uh, you find by going to Facebook and typing in 51firstdatespodcastsecret. And it should pop up. And you request it and we'll approve you. Yes. Or someone will approve you. We'll approve you unless you're that bot that I just had to to unapprove so once in a while shit gets fucked in there but we're doing our best and also Instagram DMs we usually reply to those pretty quickly unless they go to our secret inbox and then just just be patient with us we'll check them totally Um, also we just hit 700 members of the secret Facebook group which is so exciting I love it that's so exciting it's much closer to a thousand tell your friends yeah tell your friends let them know (laughs) tell your single friends who are frustrated with being single and, yeah, let's get to 1,000 secret Facebook group members by the end of the year. And if I can continue to be just a little more obnoxious before we dig on in, um, you know, there are 700 of you in this lovely little forum we have. And there are only like 200 and something reviews on iTunes. So, Android listeners, you're excluded. But if you happen to listen on iTunes, just click those, click those stars. Just let us know. Rate, subscribe, review. It's, it's, don't worry about writing a comment, though we fucking love them. They're the best. But like, hey, let's get it up closer to 700. What do you think? I'll be done being obnoxious after this. But yeah. It only takes a really quick second. I never used to do it because I didn't understand why it was important for podcasts. But now I understand that it's important for podcasts because it helps you in the charts. It helps you get more listeners. Part of Apple's algorithms, blah, blah, blah. Science, math, technology. It really, really helps us um, continue to grow, expand, and be able to bring you more episodes, etc. Yes, it does. Because, you know, when, when we've been approached by other podcasts, like not that often, but sometimes to be guests, I do like check out – just because even though I don't know how you get those reviews, I, I know how many reviews a podcast has if it's like, it gets hard to get them. Even like 35 reviews is so different than if a podcast has like two reviews. Like if we were thinking about being a guest on one, you're like, oh, wow, that's some cool reach. But also, honestly, we, we would do whatever. I just mean like, um, yeah, I think that like people do look at the reviews when they're thinking about being a guest on our podcast. So it would help us get cool guests as well. Yes, totally. Yeah. Anyway, without further ado, let's talk endings. endings. It does sound very ominous. Endings. Is there like a better word we can go <laughs> Well, the thing is that, well, it's ominous, but okay, let's reframe it though. All talking about bias and stuff. Sometimes an ending is like the best fucking thing you can do for yourself or your relationship or your half relationship or whatever. And I'm really talking to myself right here as one who has dragged things out for far too long in her past. Um, Honestly, until this experiment. And had I not, like, you know, like, done these dates, like, doing these dates gave me a very different perspective on endings. But, yeah, sometimes endings are important. Yes. I mean, I feel like it's very easy to avoid endings for lots of reasons. I've avoided them because I didn't want to, like, initiate them. I've avoided them because I didn't. I've avoided them in a way of, like, let's be sunny and happy and positive so that, like, you don't end things. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's Mm -hmm. so easy to just, like, avoid an ending at all costs. 
which doesn't make any sense because like if something's good it's good and if something's not good it's not good I guess the problem is like it is hard to admit to yourself when it's not good I've always had that problem Mm -hmm. and the other thing I think you bring up a good point when you said like you've had trouble ending things like like endings that's like, sometimes I feel like the the hardest part about endings is actually not when you're the one. I mean, obviously being broken up with or ended with is incredibly painful. But I honestly think my most torturous, I don't know, and this is taking up all of my life, things have been when nobody fucking ended it for either reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whether it's the person who knew they weren't there or whether it's me who knew I wanted them to be more there. I know I'm talking in this very nebulous, like, non Clear, unclear way, but, you know, like, I feel like, um, yeah, endings are hard to do, but, like, just even, like, being aware of that and then trying to do them more could be a, could be a positive thing. Yeah, well, I feel like there's, like, a good guy syndrome that everybody gets, guy mm-hmm. being for girls and guys, male people. Uh, a, if Nobody wants to be, like, the villain. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people who avoid confrontation of any kind. There's a lot of people who, like, are, yeah, they want to be able to leave and have the story be, like, that they were the good guy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they avoid being the bad guy, like, the quote-unquote bad guy by not ending things. But really, ending things, like, setting, cutting someone loose, I feel like is, like, an act of mercy sometimes. I completely agree. And we've probably touched on this before, but like the the ultimate good human move is to actually just be like open, honest, truthful, communicative, which sometimes means ending things. Yeah. And just to like bring it back to the, the pod, for me, I feel like the biggest ending I had was when I went on a couple dates with this guy, kind of actually around the same time that I met Date 13, who sometimes listens to this now. So shout out, Date 13. Um, he's always, like, trying to figure out what the overlaps were. But um, I remember he he was super cute. And right before our third date, he, like, an hour before, was like, I found your podcast. Like, he sent me a really, like, well-written, um, thoughtful, mature text being like, I'm just not cool hearing you talk about other guys. I can't date someone who's doing that. So, like, I don't think this is a good idea. And he wasn't even so, like, um, angsty. Like, I just sounded very angsty. He wasn't, like, totally – I felt very guilty at the time. Like, I was doing something wrong. But, like, he was just like, hey, what you're selling is not working for me. So I need to, like, end it for, like, myself. And probably because he was like, that's not for me, you know? Yeah, totally. And I think that, like, he – that shows, like, so much – wisdom and maturity to just be like like I think a big problem with endings is that people don't really know what they want or need so they can't end something based on like you can't say oh I'm not getting what my what I need if you don't know what you need or Mm -hmm. if you don't know what you want and like that takes a long fucking time to figure out what you want and it takes a lot of experience you have to like have a bunch of shitty relationships have a bunch of half relationships have a bunch of things that don't give you what you want But when someone like this date, I think it was like date nine or something, whatever, can be like, oh, hey, this does not line up with what I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. That's like extreme maturity, I think. I do too. Like it saved you time. It saved me so much time. And in the past, like 
you get caught up. I've I've gotten caught up. I shouldn't say you. Like I've gotten caught up in wondering because things weren't um, so clearly stated or ended or they were continued. You know, like it's hard. It's hard when feelings get involved. It's hard if there's no concrete ending. And I think that ending should include some not communicating for like things to really to, to move on if there are feelings. If that yeah, is. yeah, yeah, totally. And then like even when you do have. Even when you do, okay, let's say, like, whatever, there have been months of lag time, like, you're you're doing your best, blah, blah, whatever, you do pull your shit together and end something, or, like, the person you're with pulls themselves to, set themselves together to end something that needed to end, then there's, like, the breaking up, the actual, like, mm-hmm. cutting off, and that also just really fucking sucks. I have the hardest time with breakups. I am so emotional about breakups. I think they're fucking terrible. And they're 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 so terrible. What do you think the hardest part is for you? I don't even want to talk about how terrible they are. I just got depressed. Yeah. No, it's awful. I mean, I think the hardest part for me is I'm very like emotional about my like the humans in my life. Like I do not like friendships to end any kind of friendships or like Family relationships, like, even ones that slowly morph over time or, like, slow growing apart, like, any of that in any type of relationship causes me a lot of pain because I'm, like, I want to keep this person close to me. And, like, I feel the absence of this specific person in their life, in my life. Like, I think I'm pretty careful about who I keep close to me. And if any of that changes, it's really painful. Like, I've had... Like, one of my best female friends and I, like, grew apart a couple years ago, like, had some just, like, I don't know, some, like, really emotional stuff that we kind of, like, couldn't reconcile. And, like, that was as painful, more painful than any breakup I've had. So, to me, it's, like, a breakup is painful because of, like, the loss of the human, of, like, someone who knows you that well, who's seen you at your worst, who's, like, you've been so intimate with, like, physically and otherwise, and then, like, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't call them, you can't text them. I mean, you can't, like, you can, and lots of people do, and I do, but it's, like, they're not, that human who you've become so used to being, like, a part of your day-to-day life is not a part of your day-to-day life anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good point because I've had friendship stuff change too. It's so weird. It's like happened later in life and it's painful. But like, yeah, I think all of that, all of that pain is kind of why people are so bad at endings. They don't want to cause that in another person and they don't want to feel that. Because even if you know, even if you're literally in a half relationship and you know like you're in a situationship, whatever, you're dating a little bit, even maybe this is why people don't want to ghost. Like, you, if you like the person in some ways, but it's just not, you can't give them what they want, you might not want to end it because you don't want to hurt them, but you also are going to be sad not to, like, still be able to talk to them. I have had many a dude I've dated be like, let's keep talking. Not that I'm special, but, like, and I have trouble doing that because I don't know how to, like, be in a new way with someone after an ending happens. I don't know. Yeah, and you don't want to, like, I don't know. It's like a, yeah, it's the loss of, like, a friendship also. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I just don't think, like, love is something that disappears. If you're obviously, if you're the person being broken up with, it doesn't disappear. But if you're the person ending something, like, I've ended a couple things 
And, like, the love, the feelings, the, like, thinking about that person, the, like, deep, like, attachment to, like, how they're doing, that shit takes a long time to, like, shut off. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, really hard because you have these residual just, like, ugh, well, are they doing okay? What are they doing? What en- whatever ended up happening with, like, this whatever job thing or whatever fucking thing it is. Like, those feelings are just, like, there and they just come up and come up and come up. And it's very, like, it's hard. Like, those are thoughts and feelings that are really hard to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And just, like, knowing the person. And, I, and I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's Endings are fucking hard. I, I think they're also what come sometimes make – People, like, want to never date anyone seriously. Like, that's how I felt. Because, it, like, like, like getting serious with someone means the stakes are all higher. Like, a lot of what you just talked about ending, my endings were a lot smaller prior to, like, now. Like, within the same, uh, let's say both of our 20s. Like, I was, like, having really tough times getting over things, but it had to do with, like, like a million things. And they weren't, like, you know, love relationships all the time. Or yeah. maybe they were, but just unrequited. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> like, I think think even even those were so hard to deal with. I don't know. It's just, like, maybe maybe all that is, like, if it's that – I sometimes feel like I used to think, like, if it's that hard at that level, how the fuck will I ever, like, tell the world I'm committing to someone? And then what if that falls apart? Like, how much more painful is that? Like, that was always the fear for me, too. Oh, my God. I literally, like, can't imagine – but wait, what's the – what's the – okay, so for you, what's the hardest part about those things ending? Those, like, half things? Oh, I think my ego. <laughs> mm. Like, not necessarily, but sometimes it's my ego. But then, I mean, to refer back to our last episode with Kara, like, literally, like, because I'm biased to think that, like, I don't deserve love or I'm not enough or I'll always be single – I would tell myself kind of like, oh, here's my – it was like confirmation bias. Like I would seek out these things that became so much more attractive to me once I knew they wouldn't work out. Like I specifically – and then I'd get to know the person. Sorry. So I'm thinking of like meeting people early on, finding out early on and meeting them like that they were probably not going to be available or they were going to be away or like them being really into me, not being into it, something flipping and then getting really into it. Like I can count – them and they all they didn't all take super long to get over some took like a month or a couple weeks where it was pure ego of like why did he ghost me some were harder like damn it I really liked that person as a person but it's so hard for me to like because he's been inside of me like not think of him in a way like I can't I can't do the friend thing very easily I'm not good I harbor resentment um but I think for me yeah it's like it's it's ego but then also it's also just like fucking sad feelings like when it really hurts like I know what it is too it's like confirm the confirmation of the story like if it's choosing another person over me it's all pretty narcissistic of me actually but like when well, I think that's yeah. one way to look at it but like thinking about what Cara talked about like it's I think it's more that like it is painful to have as you see it your worst fears about yourself confirmed mm-hmm. I yes. mean like of course being broken up with does not confirm your worst fears about something. It's what we always talk about on this podcast, which is like, it's just that two people weren't um, fit for each other at the time they met each other. You know, it's like, it takes a lot of factors coming together correctly for something to work out. So like, 
but I but I feel that way too. Like I've had those things where I've you know been very lightly dating someone or like someone I was in love with in college, uh, like just was like not interested in like moving things further. And it does feel like this intense blow to your self-worth, which like, yeah, intellectually we can be like, it's not, but like emotionally it feel, can feel that way. Mm-hmm. And then to, to not make it all, yeah, like to also just give everyone who's ever felt that way, you know, from a big relationship or not, like it's not all just you as well, like seeking out this thing that the self-fulfilling prophecy of failure over and over because I also think I just have like really high standards for people and then I get like truly um, like I get I do get genuinely upset and like disappointed in a person if it feels like they were kind of like playing a little bit of a game even though if like technically by the rules they were doing everything right because it wasn't like just like a little dishonesty or a little like, lack of transparency. But it's funny that I, I also am really attracted to or have been in my past guys who weren't super forthcoming, who weren't super, like, like just, I want to be with you and I'll stick with you. And now I'm with someone who, like, stuck it out through all these dates. And I realized, like, I'm kind of, I was treating him like the people I used to date that it didn't work out with, if that makes sense. This is all so hard yeah. to say in words. Um, no, I'm following you. Because I was being shady. I, you know, when I was on other dates, like I was having a podcast, I was, yeah, um, not willing to commit. Like I was doing all these things, yeah, that were kind of like the things people I used to date would do, um, except for the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, just, but sometimes yeah. I just get disappointed if someone like, you know, kind of leads you, like misleads you a little bit. Right? Like sometimes it's a pure accident. I don't think it always is. I think sometimes guys know what they're after. I think sometimes women know what they're after, you know, or what they want in that moment. I mean, I think you're being a little hard on yourself just because I think you were pretty honest with Date 13 and he knew what was up and he knew what he was getting himself into. And when it started to get serious, you were like, okay, like I'm having feelings. Like I think you, you were like, you, I don't think that like, Look, the ideal situation is, like, two people meet, they have crazy feelings, they fall in love, there's never any doubts, there's never any questions, they get married on a rooftop, on a mountaintop, like, whatever, you know. But, like, how often does that happen? Like, I don't know any couples like that. Zero. And, like, the ones that seem like that, like, I have a best couple of best friends who are getting married And I think they're going to have, like, a beautiful life together. I have no – they're, like, a a couple I have no doubts about. They're really happy. But, like – and from the outside, I'm sure people who aren't as close to them, that's all they see. But, like, I know about the times that have been really tough because Mm -hmm. it's, like, one of my best friends, you know. So it's, like – I I feel like those things happen very rarely. And I think that you did the best you could in that situation where you were, like, you were being honest – you were keeping in touch, like in touch with like where you were at and what was going on. I think he got to a point where he was like, cool, I need something more. And you got to a point where you were like, I'm ready to give something more. Like that's, I think a really high like success. That phrase doesn't make any sense. I think that's a success because you're like communicating about it, taking action. You're not really lying. Like, sure. He didn't know every single thing that was happening, but like he didn't, need to at that point like you're communicating you're being you know 
open and you like you each stated what you needed at the times that needed to be stated, you know? Yeah. I think around, he didn't think I liked him at all. I met him in January until your birthday weekend, Liza, because I think I got like a little needy for him when I got hammered. Remember the <laughs> night I got hammered? Dude, um, I, I barely remember that night, but yes. <laughs> so I don't even remember. I want to post, oh my God, I want to post a picture in the secret Facebook group of you passed out sideways on a bed <laughs> with, my dog, like my my dog had just like had enough. She was like, there were just like drunk idiots everywhere. And she like hid in this bedroom and Chloe, uh, Chloe is the dog and Kimmy is the human. Chloe and Kimmy <laughs> passed out like parallel to each other. And we like, were like, where's Kimmy? Where's Chloe? And we busted in and found them. And then Sarah Winter, who you've heard on the podcast a couple of times, who's Kimmy's former roommate, like hop behind them with a Miller High Life and like we took a bunch of derby pictures with them passed out. Yeah, let's put those in the secret Facebook group. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took a really long time explaining that, but it was lols. No, it but, was lols. But um, <laughs> anyway, that was like really late and basically he was, he told me that he was getting to the point where he was like, I can't do this. I'm gonna um, end it with her. Just like if I wasn't gonna kind of cool it on the podcast or something. Like, he basically realized that he was being, or he wasn't, though. Then I had to make up my mind. But I just, I appreciate that he got kind of real with me around then about, like, what is happening? Like, I just, I had been in his position in so many things where I didn't just finally ask the question. And my therapist used to always be like, maybe you should just ask it. It'll actually turn out the way you want it to. Because people, like, I didn't want to let him go. So I was like, yo, even with this podcast, that it was right when we were starting to get more listeners, I'll, I was like, time to time to really, like, think about what's going on. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, I mean. Speak of the devil. Sorry. He, he's he's FaceTiming me. I'm declining him. Uh, we we no, can have like, him on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> we will, I'm sure, at some point. I mean, you, he stepped up and was like, not stepped up. It's not even stepping up. I mean, it is, like, emotionally, but I'm not saying stepped up, like, He, like, manned up and asked. That's not it. He stepped up for himself. He stood up for what he wanted and needed. Mm -hmm. That's, like, a sign of maturity, which, like, is lacking so often in when things end, when you just, like, are holding on to them. You know, it just – it's, like, a good sign for everything when someone can speak, you know, straightforwardly about what they need. And – I'm now just thinking, because not even just as a bad segue, but I really genuinely am thinking about some of the things I see in the secret Facebook group that I relate to where things are just, like, not defined or someone wants things to be – like, we'll read a couple. Like, if you want things to be different than how they are. My other thought on that, because I've seen it in so many friends, too, and I've seen it in myself, like, still vent about all that stuff where it feels like – I don't know, he's telling me this. Like, you have you have to talk it out with yourself. You have to talk it out with your friends. You have to, like, wait until you feel it. Like, I have seen friends and I've seen myself been so you, – sometimes you just can't get over someone or just know that it's over until, like, you've been slapped in the face with it or until you're over it. Like, it's not – like, you can't rush yourself. But I do think it's good to your point, Liza, to just be like, what do I need – and almost, like, write down the three things you need and, like, is this person meeting it? Because even if you can't get over the person because there's that other chemistry and they're in your life and you still want to go on dates with them and, oh, my God, they texted you again. Like, because I've been there. There's no judgment because I have been this girl my whole life. Like, I didn't realize for all those years I was not getting what I needed. Like, all I wanted was someone who, like, I didn't have to worry about. But I thought – it almost goes back to – Katie mentioned that book, Attached, and the different mm-hmm. attachment styles, which I'd love to, like – God, we should try to get those authors on. It's, like, secure – anxious and um, 
avoidant. And yes. we have to, we should go more into it. Everyone check out, um, we'll, we'll post which episode this was because Katie had read the book. I have not yet. But basically like it all has a lot to do with your parenting style and what type of attachment style you have. Um, anxious being like a little bit like stressed about texts and et cetera. I, I'm doing a very poor job explaining this, but I guess just thinking like I, I had this style of thinking this is what I want, this is what I need for who knows what, love my mom and dad, but I don't know what connection it had to what. But really, all I if I could have actually just been honest with myself, all I wanted was someone who didn't give me more anxiety than I already had in my life, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Totally. Well, I think it's like – it's so tricky because I, I do think that in almost every relationship there's like – like I just don't think that just based on like every – person I know in a couple who I'm close to I don't think that like a relationship with no qualms or no red flags like exists Mm -hmm. so I think it's this tricky thing of being like how how, which red flags are my like or not I don't want to call them red flags but like points of imperfection are acceptable and what aren't like it's not ever going to be perfect I don't thing right if anyone is in a relationship that they think is perfect and you have no issues ever please call in (laughs) (laughs) or like email us we will have you on the pod um but like it it's all about being like and i being like okay cool what is worth it and what is like where are my hard lines and like those are things i've had to draw and like negotiate in my current relationship which is like the only one where i've really fought for it where i'm like hey this doesn't work for me. Like you need to change it or like, Oh, this isn't ideal. And I've like said this even to Jeff before where I'm like, he's not the perfect person I would have designed for myself, Mm -hmm. but also like I, this is so cheesy. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I find him to be better than that because he is so like, it's so not, that some things about him are so not what I really knew I needed. You know, it's yes. things that, you know, like things that support me in a way that like I need to be supported that I never identified before. That makes so much sense to me. And like, again, not to be super cheesy, because again, reminder to the listeners that I this is like the first time I'm in something that feels this easy or good, but I never knew I needed some of these things. I was way totally. caught up my designed person while some things are the same on, like, paper, it's different. It's even different from, like, the type of look of dude I was normally attracted to, I think. Like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. There's just some shit yeah. I couldn't even see that I needed. But looking back, I'm like, God, you, like, weirdly thrived but were made miserable by all those people who, like, kept you guessing sometimes. Like, you got so into it when they kept you guessing, but, like, it wasn't helping you at all totally yeah and even just like there's just like personality traits that I don't think I ever would have been like yes I need someone who's this but now that I have it I'm like oh my god of course I need this mm-hmm. I would be a disaster without these specific things about Jeff mm-hmm. in my life and the way that they support me you know totally yeah it's so it's so fucking weird so wait, should we read? I really thought this, because this listener shared so many details in the Secret Facebook group, and I asked if we could read it. Do you want to read the, the Memorial Day 
meeting yes, one. And totally. Like maybe we can discuss that in this framework. Again, not listener, we're not gonna tell you what to do. I'll keep you anonymous because I didn't ask you about anonymous or not. But um yeah, I'll read it from the secret Facebook group and then maybe we can just start to think about it because I just related a lot to not all of it, but different parts of this. Um, yes, totally. And again, every situation is different, but I thought it would be interesting to think about with endings versus not endings. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll finally read it um, rather than babbling. I feel like uh, I can't have the air conditioning on. I think I'm just overheating a little bit. So my mind's no, you're fine. all over the place. So this You're is, fine. I like didn't turn any lights on and now I'm stuck in a corner like with a microphone. So are you like it's just getting darker and I darker. I can see you. Oh, really? I can see you. Oh, my God. This is so funny. Then I Creepy. I, that's weird. I can't see you. So I thought you wouldn't see me. So I've been totally. Oh, my God. Was I picking my nose or something? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I've been acting like you can't see me, so I probably just... Oh, my God. No. I'll turn this back on so that you oh, can see Oh, now I can see you. Well, now... <laughs> well, I'm just now in a I'm, dark corner. Oh, my God. I must have been like, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, guys, not right at now, all. I have no face. Not like, at all. Dropped, drooped face, just being grumpy. No, like, you're fine. I mean, I... Did I? Like, I'm actually probably. filthy, and I'm sitting in a dark, dark corner. It's kind of nice, though. I'm very relaxed. I like... Now that I can see you, I really like this little chair setup that you have. Like, I want a yeah, podcast layer. Yeah, it's nice. I'm, like, in an armchair in my room. Like, my room's a shithole, but I'm, like, in a nice little safe corner. <laughs> I wish – well, there aren't that many noises outside, but there are noises outside because I wish I could sit on my little balcony and, and just record in a snuggly well, – yeah. I don't have a snuggly chair yet. I'm trying to get one, but I'm poor. Um, use our sponsors. No, just <laughs> Um School is expensive, but blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think it would be too loud. That's a bummer. Um, okay. All right. So. Sorry for that little tangent. Here's our, here's our. Tangents are our middle name. Listener email. Okay. So I went on a date with a guy over Memorial Day weekend and we literally spent 40 hours together. We had such a connection and so much fun together. On the second date, we both decided to be exclusive, which now I know is probably too soon. Everything had been great for the most part and I really thought we were on the same page. We weren't in an official relationship, but we hung out all the time. I met his brothers and friends and he met a few of mine. Two days ago, he said... This was all going too fast, and he felt like he needed to date around. And she just posted, so I'm assuming it was Memorial Day U.S. style, so just as a timeline. May to, what is it, August. Almost September. Um, So he had only gone on one date with one other girl before me since his ex and always tended to jump into relationships. I, on the other hand, went on 19 first dates, woo, between him and my ex, so I had a better understanding of what I want. This hurts so much because I really like him. He says he really likes me too and he doesn't want to lose me, but at the same time, he doesn't want to get into a relationship with me because he's not sure he ultimately want, what he ultimately wants in a relationship. Sorry, so that was he's not sure what he ultimately wants in a relationship. But he also understood if I just wanted to cut, off, cut it off completely for a few weeks. So right now, we're trying to be non-exclusive and go on dates with other people as we still date each other. In a month or two, we're going to discuss where we're both at. Some of my friends have said they think he just wants to hook up with other girls, but I know his sexual history, and he's not that type at all to just hook up with someone he doesn't like or care about. I'm just really confused. I now know we shouldn't have been exclusive so soon, and I get where he's coming from, but it still hurts. I have some friends saying I should date around, but still see him once in a while, and if it's meant to be, it will work out. I have other friends saying I'm going to look stupid and need to cut him out completely. I'm definitely going to date around. already went on a date last night but I don't know if I'm making the correct decision by still dating him as well. I'm sorry if this sounds very confusing. I'm confused as well. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. 
So many thoughts and feelings. What are yours, Oh, my God, so many. Well, first of all, I haven't read all of the comments on the post in the Secret Facebook group, but so I apologize if I'm repeating anything. Same, same. Here's my first thought. Uh, I think that your impulses about, like, him not being the type of guy who's going to, like, just wants to, like, sleep with other women are good and that you should remember that, like, he is a confused human out of a relationship who, like, and, like, that is a hard place to be in. So I think that any friends who are saying that he wants to just hook up with people or he wants to, like, fuck around, like, I don't think that's what it's about. And even if it is, sorry, like, it's not with such malicious intent to you. It would be more like, I could just see it being more like, I truly haven't dated around. Like, I feel like I should, you know, even if it's not about fucking or even if it is. Sorry. That was just my thought. Yeah. yeah. Do we know how old this listener is? It's a very good question. I should have found out. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Can I briefly stalk you, listener? I'm sorry. I'm going to stalk you just a little bit. Um, It might not even be something I can find out. Well, I want you to stalk her. And then just the other thing on that point, because I definitely, like, someone I had a really hard time understanding why he wasn't ready for a relationship, but he had just gotten out of one. Actually, this has happened to me more than once. Like, that's a very legitimate thing that has nothing to do with you. So if, if you're a listener who's not the one who wrote in, who's like, that part resonated with you, just remember, that's like a thing where timing is just fucked. And like, yeah, maybe if it was meant to be, you both would jump in. But like, it's as we're talking about, endings are really hard, and it's really scary to jump into something new. So I don't think that's yeah. always, like, a bullshit excuse. I think, like, actually when people get out of relationships, like, when people say just randomly, I'm not ready for a relationship, and they've, like, never been in one for five years, maybe that's their excuse, and that's their move or game or whatever the fuck you call it these days. Um, but I think that sometimes that's a genuine thing. Like, Yeah, I totally agree. I've been there. Like, I've felt that genuinely. Um, like I, I know it's genuine because I've fucking felt it. Mm-hmm. I think that like, like, sorry, I was trying to decide if I should tell like a really embarrassing story about feeling that, but I think I won't. <laughs> I'll save it for another. Maybe I'll save it for another day. Um, but I think that, and this might be a controversial opinion, Kimmy. Feel free to disagree with me. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should half date him, listener. I think that, like, if he wants to date other people, you should be like, cool, but then I don't want to be in a half relationship with you. Uh, I think, and again, I don't know this guy, but I know, like, I've seen this happen to friends, and I think that some guys tend to be people who like to keep options open across the board and that I think isn't fair to you I think that like being one pot on a stove is not what you want for from someone who you've had like an emotional connection with I don't again I don't necessarily think that his intentions are like bad or malicious I just think that he Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just going to say, especially because of the conversation we just had, is just had, I agree with you. Not to like, again, okay. listener, I don't want to tell you what to do. I don't want to tell anyone what to do. But in thinking about 
clearly, like, you're, you're also having great, like, she's zooming out about this very well. Like, totally. I, yeah, I do think it was tricky to be exclusive right away because weirdly this podcast taught me it was really helpful for me to not be exclusive for so long and continue dating even after I started liking someone because, like, for me, Kimmy, keeping options open really helped me, like, identify some different things, not get hung up on, like, okay, I kind of like this guy. I'm going to now base if he keeps going out with me or not on, you know, whatever. That's my own shit and why the podcast helped me. But, like, I do think it would be tricky. Like, being exclusive early is a lot like being... Because honestly, exclusivity versus relationship, I am just a grandma, but I feel like they should be the same thing, and I know they're not in our society like of young people, but it, that's just tricky. So I think you're like you're having really good like zooming out ability to see that. But elsewhere in this, I hear the stress, first of all, just that your friends have heard about it and have different opinions. Um, I, I just hear a lot of me and how I used to, like I can think of particular situations I would like be in this because it's a true gray area. It's not like he's being a bad guy. It's not like you're not enough or he doesn't like you. It just sounds like you want a full thing from this guy. You went on 19 first dates. You now like this guy. You were ready to be exclusive with him. You guys clearly have an insane connection. You want, maybe even if you don't want a general relationship, it sounds like you want a commitment and a relationship from him. Like if you get really honest with yourself, like would you like to be doing that thing with him versus, like, dating other people right now, too? Would you rather just, like, be guaranteed going out to dinner with him tonight because you're dating and you call him your boyfriend? Like, that's what I'm getting from this. So it sounds like for what you want, he's not able to give, which is why I don't think you should do this in-between thing because the waiting around is something I've done. And I, again, not saying you're waiting around necessarily, but that's just what I'm seeing it could become. And it's, like, it's so painful because then if it doesn't end up working out, like – Ugh, I like tried to be open-minded for different people who I really cared about and I would have saved myself so much time and energy and sadness if I had like just like re- recognized that um, they weren't able to give me what I wanted but didn't make them a bad person or anything. I just couldn't let go. Totally. Yeah. And I think that like uh, in the same vein as what we were talking about earlier, like it seems like you know what you want mm-hmm. and so now it's it's important for you to tell him. And I think that what you want is to be with him exclusively and in, and in a relationship or heading towards a relationship. So if he can't give that to you, I think you should be like, well, then you're not giving me what I want and need. So, like, let's end this. And I think that will also give him the opportunity to be like, am I really going to throw this away? Or, like, when he's out like, going on dates with other girls, like, if he's still thinking about you – that's going to mean something. Yeah. Like, this has happened to me where I was dating two people at once. And I've talked about this before. I was thinking a lot more about one of them than the other one. And that was the thing that started to make it very clear to me who I wanted to be, like, talking to at the end of the night. Yeah, and if we're just going to go full, like, let's talk about stereotypes. Let's talk about people being kind of shitty and not all knowing what they want and just like being attracted to what they can't have. Honestly, I think the better move, even if you want to end up with him, is to say, say nicely, like, I want this. You can like take some time to think about it, but I don't want us to be seeing each other while you're doing that. Like, you could, like, you don't have to decide right now because I know you guys have this like month deadline thing. But I think like, honestly, that that would work on me. Like, I got way more into people. I've gotten way more into people once they stopped once they've told me they needed to take a step back. 
Like, yeah. I got way more into date 13 when he was, like, about to, like, pull the plug because he didn't want to deal with my – like, I had to make a decision. So you don't have to ultimatum him fully, but you can just honestly say, as Liza said, like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, sounds like you're doing this. And, like, just give him a – don't keep seeing him because then he gets his cake and eats it too, you know? Yeah. And then he'll be able to, like, enjoy all of the benefits of you, your lovely – amazing personality, like the connection that you and he obviously share while still not giving you what you need. And mm-hmm. that's not fair to you. Agreed. And I'm on your team because you're our listener. You're our listener. It's not. Exactly. Unless he is. In which case, send us your side of the story. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, <laughs> that would be very cool. I, I still want to have people on from my my past days. It would be so scary, but so interesting. Yeah, um, same. I'm, yeah, I'm still nervous. I had an ex bring up the podcast at a bar party. I was just like, yeah. He was like, so. And he, I think he was pretending he hadn't listened but had. But he yeah. was just like, so what? It's some podcast where you just like shit on everybody. <gasps> Fuck that <laughs> shit. Fuck that shit I was so like, hard. I just was like, no, it's not. And walked away. That's, I'm literally mad because I've fully no. gotten over the fact that, like, this is not a, Kimmy goes on dates and makes fun of dating and makes fun of her dates. Like, we are not that fucking podcast and it no. only takes one listen. Sorry, I just got angry. I got upset. Not- it was annoying, but dude, you would have been so proud of me in the way I handled it. I was so zen all night. Like, I didn't, I just didn't, I didn't, like, take jabs back. I just mm-hmm. was like, nope, that's not what it is. Yeah. And like like I just sorry, speaking of endings, this has been someone who I've had a long history of like having lots of sassy drunken words with mm-hmm. for years after a breakup. And he's a friend of we have many mutual friends, so I see him fairly often. And every time I'm able to just keep it mellow, I'm so proud of myself. I am proud of you. Yes. <laughs> like, that's a good very point. hard. Sorry, that's just so I mean, I'm I'm fucking triggered. Tom triggered. Like I It was annoying that <sighs> night, but luckily like another friend who was standing in the circle with us like diffused it in a really funny way. Like and and I was just like no, I was fucking so Buddha about it, man. I was yeah. just f- let it float into the ether. The only complaints we've got are not that we're shitting on men, not even from the dude who didn't want to be part of the podcast. He was like, thanks for being so nice and calling me so hot. I'm really flattered. Yeah. But the only complaints we've gotten are, have not have been like because people don't agree with our politics, not because people like think we're shitting on men. But if you think we're shitting yeah. on men too much or shitting on people too much, that's fine. Email us. But I really don't think I feel we like, are. I feel like we're trying to humanize the male point of view. I just don't think that men and women are as different as we've all been made to believe we are. We're different. I don't think we're not different. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like we all want the same fucking thing. We all want to be loved for who we are. We all want to experience human connection. We all want to have sex. Like, there are differences within that. But, like, the fundamentals are the same, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. And especially, like, I don't know, men who have been like awakened to their emotional selves Mm -hmm. which not all men have which is honestly like much sadder for men than it is for women because it's really hard to live that way and I have men who I'm close to who who have to live that way and it's hard to see it's hard to be around it's like maybe this is me shooting on men I just think like I've said this before Mm -hmm. it can be hard to be raised like not to 
feel things, not to express how you feel, not to think about how you feel. Like, yeah. with, I, I know women who have been raised that way too, and it fucking sucks. I love feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. I, I'm trying to tie all this back to that listener. <laughs> I, I have a strong feeling that you should just be like, you should, you should definitely date other people, and I know you already are, and I think that's fucking smart and amazing, but that you should be like, hey, you know, I really think I want something more for, from you, so I'm going to, like, keep doing my thing. I, like, you let me know if things change on your end. Because it sounds like, what did he, he said specifically he wanted to date other people, right? Yes, he wanted to date, let me look at the thing. Yeah. He wanted to date other people and her because there hadn't been enough time before between his last relationship and connecting with her. Cool. Yeah. At least yeah. he's honestly as crazy as it not crazy. Uh that's not even the word I meant. Like as like I'm kind of like, oh my god, he wants to rereading it like be date her and other people. At least he's being fucking honest. Rather totally. than like, oh, I'm not ready for something, but like, like, like I, yeah, but then you can or be like, honest. Or getting drunk and, like, hooking up with somebody and then telling – you know what I mean? Like, I'd give him credit for saying what he needs. I mm-hmm. think now it's time for you to say what you need. And we're, like, probably being a little prescriptive in, like, what we think it sounds like you need. And we obviously, like, we True. don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, if you, like, take a walk in nature, commune, and be like, what do I need? What do I want? Or whatever your version of walking in nature is. For me, it's not walking in nature. I, I, yeah, I like it. Mine is like, what's yours? Mine's like, mm, walking into a bar. Getting, I was gonna say, getting real day drunk, like, just like feeling, feeling the buzz of some margaritas during the totally. day, like with some friends and pretending like nothing else exists except having fun in life. And totally. then, you know, coming back to the reality on Monday. But, um, mine is like a four hour conversation with a really close friend who I haven't talked to in a while. Mm, that's, that's those a are always one. my moments of be because I have to like recap what I'm up to. Like I have a handful of friends who we probably talk on the phone once a month, once every two months, but for like a huge amount of time. And every time I talk to one of those people, I'm like, cool. Got my life figured out. I know what I want. I know where I'm going because I have to mm-hmm. be like, this is what I'm up to. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what's frustrating. This is how I'm feeling about this, you know? That's a good point. Maybe I'll, that'll help me being over here since I like, yeah. Yeah. Check in the, with people every single day in the same way because I fucking hate texting. I hate it. I hate texting. I, I don't text love, anyone. I love FaceTime. I text with friends who I talk to on the phone to plan our phone dates because they have to be scheduled because like. The, it's such a specific relationship. I have it's one friend who lives in Chicago, one friend who lives in South Jersey, one friend who lives in LA. Mm-hmm. We have and to like, see. yeah, it's just like that's what it is. Long ass phone conversations every couple, every like month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last thing, just because I was rereading this, yes, you that she has friends saying she's going to look stupid and need to cut him out completely. Remember that whenever your friends give you advice, like they're projecting something from their own life, and I do it too. Like I have a friend right now who I think is just not respecting herself which sounds so like patronizing not only because she's she was doing things that relationship wise that weren't making her happy I don't care if like anyone can do dating however they want to but like it was really hard for me to not just kind of like be a little bit I I was being super harsh when I was giving advice because like I was um I don't know. I was I was thinking about how I wish I had learned like kind of similar things about half relationships a lot earlier. So I was trying to like get the point through to her, but like 
just remember that we're all coming if we're giving advice from like our own biases and like complexes about certain yes. things. Even though totally. you should listen to your friends in some ways, like because those friends are kind of giving you our advice, but don't like worry about like uh, don't worry about that too much. That's all. You can just aggregate their advice. Yeah. Don't listen to any one friend too much. Listen to every if if there's a huge. I feel like yes. if every friend you have is like next him. Probably, especially if they don't know each other, you can't trust like a crew of friends because they've all talked about it with each other. You got to be like, you got to get the aggregate, get your mom involved if you have a good relationship with your mom, your dad, your sibling if you have one, your cousin, like some people who like you think really have your best interest at heart and you feel comfortable talking to. Aggregate all their yeah. opinions. And then when you do ask people for real talk, listen to them too. Like like yeah. unsolicited advice from friends is one thing. Because, like, just, just to play devil's advocate here, it, there are only so many times. I mean, Liza, you've listened to me talk about certain things, like, a million times over. I try to be self-aware. But there's only so many times you can listen to, like, the same real talk. Like, friends are going to get, this is not no longer to the listener. This is general relationship shit. Like, just when you do go to those people for the real talk, or have them, like, really don't, try to tune in and listen rather than making excuses for whatever, you know. Like, really just, like, take value those opinions. So, like, yes. when you solicit the advice, really value those opinions, aggregate them, think about them. When you totally. don't, just remember that it's coming from every person has lived a different life and has different feelings on this topic. Totally. Okay. Um, do we want to answer one more question that yes. I think relates to endings, although it's not – it is sort of about endings. I'll read it, and if we don't want to answer it, we don't I have think, to. I think, yeah, read it okay. for sure. So this is from an email. This is an email from a listener. Uh, She writes, Hi, ladies. I had a question relevant to my recent dating experience. How would you feel about finding out someone you were dating had cheated on a past partner if it was a situation where they recognized what happened and were seeking professional help? And if this was someone you were starting to develop something more serious slash exclusive with, how would you feel? I know everyone might have different opinions on this, but I wanted to get your opinions. Much love, listener. Which I think is relevant to endings because it's like, is she going to end it with this guy because of this? And probably the last relationship ended because of cheating. Yeah, I like really want to pour a glass of my five cent wine for this because this is like, this is a fucking topic. Like this is really hard. I also credit her. She kept it. I obviously love when we get questions with personal details, but it's really interesting because she asked it. um, She gave all the specifics. But without, like, I don't exactly know where she stands, you know? Totally. So it's kind of nice because I do think all cheating is different and all people's responses to cheating is different. Like, I feel differently about cheating because of my relationship with it than you do, let's say. Totally. And, like, I think that people who have felt the betrayal of being cheated on, like, I haven't ever been cheated on. Same, actually. To my knowledge. (laughs) Same, actually. (laughs) Uh. Oh, I've also n- never cheated on anyone, to my knowledge. <laughs> Same. No. Though I, in a long-distance relationship, I'm, like, constantly, like, did you, are you going to cheat on me? Are you going to cheat on me? Yeah. Like, an, like yeah. a, like, parrot. Oh, no. it's terrifying. <laughs> that sounds like I'm in a terrible relationship. But I just, like, no. I, I kind of joke I would, about it. And I asked very specifically, like, your last long-distance relationship ended, Did was there cheating? And the answer was no. And I do really trust date 13 but I and he thinks I'm an insane person because I just can't believe I have a hard time believing men sorry men I know I mean men cheat a lot 
women cheat a lot. People cheat a lot. People, it's hard people. to trust people. Yeah. Like, uh, it's funny. I feel like now we're being so careful about not being man hating. Well, because <laughs> But he, it's true. It's people true. do cheat a lot. And he was like, how do you think I feel? I'm going to go gray because you're at business school where it's only 35% women and cheating is a known thing that happens all the fucking time because you're socializing together all the time. Like, and his parents divorced after his dad cheated on his mom in business school. So, fuck, yeah. That's a, yeah, maybe TMI, but, I mean, you don't know who he is. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But, like, I just, I, I have to, like, step back and be like, oh, Kimmy, like, I'm just being such an, like, I I have given him way more reason to worry than he has given me. But anyway, yes. sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that it's, <sighs> cheating is so tricky because, like, I tend to think, and this is, okay, this is my most, like, fucking kumbaya, mm-hmm. like, hippie feelings, egalitarian view of cheating. I feel like it does take two people somewhat giving up on their relationship to, that's not the right term. That's bad. No, no, no. That's, I want you to say this, though, because I'm curious. I think that cheating is not always the complete fault of the cheater. I'm not trying to, like, shame someone who's been cheated on, which is, like, an enormous betrayal. But I think that, like, relationships are, like, a, a houseplant. Like, they just require constant tending. And, like, it shouldn't be a ton of tending, a couple waterings a week and a trimming the dead leaves and a little this and a little that. It's not like if it's a really high maintenance thing, it's probably not a good relationship. But every relationship just needs a little bit of like two people stepping up, making the decision every day to like be there to be an open like book, an open ear, like to really put work in to be like, I, you know, I feel this way right now. I'm in the middle of like an insane like period of work and I was just like I need to find an evening where like Jeff and I can just go out to dinner and like sit and talk to each other like I have to find it and schedule it because if not it's going to be like like he's going on a million weekend trips for bachelor parties I'm going on these weekend trips for like it's like we've just have not been in the same space and we always have periods like this. But during them, I can feel us disconnecting and I'm like, cool. It's got to be a decision for both of us to be like, yo, everything's crazy. But like, let's find a special time, even if it's an hour and a half where we're like sitting together, just focused on each other. And it's hard to do. And I think that like, I can't even imagine – the long, this is the longest relationship I've been in. It's four and a half years. I can't imagine like 30 years. Like you still have to just keep doing that, I think. Yes, but I would just pause it. I would just say that I firmly believe there's a lot of cheating that goes on no matter the status of the other relationship. Yes, that because is true. Because I weirdly, though I don't see myself cheating at all, it would be really easy, for example, in a long <laughs> Thirteen is listening. This is just me thinking about business school, not necessarily myself. It's just going to be really easy for people to cheat, and it won't be just because their relationship isn't being maintained. It'll be because of circumstance. And I know of some people. I have a friend who was dating someone who was it was a new, vibrant relationship, was still hooking up with his ex. 
during this. Like, some people cheat because, and I honestly think I might fall into that category. Because if something wasn't working in the relationship, I, I mean, I, I don't know. But if I were to ever cheat, which yeah. I will not, like, hopefully. But again, no shade to people who have cheated. It's a thing I think a lot more people have done than will obviously care to admit. But I could see it being like an oopsie that had nothing to do with being in a bad relationship. And then yeah, feeling well, so badly about it. Afterwards. Well, I think it can also deal with and this is something Esther Perel, my girl, who I reference like every two or three episodes, talks about is that like cheating often comes from like the need to satisfy an insecurity. Mm-hmm. Like you have an insecurity about something. It's not being you're not helping it. You're not going to therapy. You're not working on it. It's not something that your partner can make disappear just by being there. So like you go out and you seek validation from some external force. And that's where like emotional affairs come in. Like it's not always physical. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like talking to someone for years or whatever, for any period of time, like being like emotionally involved with someone, you know, like. Yeah. It's like the convenience of crush factor too. Like at work, that's Mm -hmm. why it's so much cheating. Like, Crushes make everything better, right? Like, and even like, and then you get drunk and they lead to something. But like, having crushes in your life, like, too, I think that's even if you're not, it's not a deep insecurity. And like, you wish you didn't. Some people just instead of breaking up and then doing the thing, like, it overlaps and it's really bad and shitty. And totally. And like, I get crushes often. I've talked about that before, too. I'm like, I still get crushes, like, crushes. And usually I feel like, when I've talked about them, like, in therapy or elsewhere, like, I'm like, oh, I have a crush on this person because it satisfies this exact insecurity mm. about me. Like, the fact that they like X about me or that they, you know, like, we have this banter or whatever. Like, that's what it satisfies. And usually, like, when I can label that, the crush kind of goes away. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, eh, it's not magical anymore. It's just, like, this weird thing. And sometimes people are just hot, you know. <laughs> yeah sometimes I'm I just mean, like, like I can't look at you without blushing a million times yeah no like I get lost in your eyes so all of this is to say though just to bring it back to our sweet sweet listener who we've I think all cheating is different so if yes. I can I I'm gonna answer it just how would you feel finding out for me someone you yes. had, were dating had cheated on a past partner I wouldn't be able to, I only feel as secure as I do. And again, long distance with three hour time difference is not, that's another thing I want to talk about because I used to judge people who did this so hard, but now it's, I mean, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but like, I don't, I've faced some judgment in making this decision and that's another episode. Anyway, I would not be able to do what I'm doing right now if I knew that my partner had cheated in the past uh, because of my just weird insecurities, though I haven't been, like, I'm just so scared of betrayal by a man that I'm dating that I'm in therapy, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I personally wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now. That said, I don't think cheating, if we ruled out cheaters, I have good friends who have cheated, but wouldn't cheat on the right person. Or if they did, it wouldn't, like, meet the breakup of that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think people well, all just feel differently about I, cheating. I think that also a lot of times people cheat because, to bring it full circle, the thing we were talking about at the very beginning of this episode, because they don't want to admit something's over. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, for any number of reasons, maybe they're married and have kids. That's really hard to leave. Maybe they're 
just with someone and their finances are intertwined or they live in a studio apartment together or whatever. Like, or they really, really love the person, but they've recognized that the relationship is reaching its conclusion and for other reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think sometimes people cheat almost like as a reaction to not being like emotionally ready to end something Mm -hmm. or like whatever. And then if I take the, yeah, go on. But I think, yeah, in, to answer your question, like I totally agree that all cheating is different. I think like what I would do in this situation is be like, great, we're going to have a two hour conversation about this is like, tell me, I would want to know everything about the relationship Mm -hmm. and everything about the cheating how it happened, who the other person was, what the circumstances were, how he felt after. Like, I would want to have a really fucking thorough debrief because I think that's the only way to really understand. If he was in a relationship with a girl and the girl, like, and I don't know, I don't even want to run hypotheticals, but like, oh, I yeah. think Also, we're just assuming it's a he, sorry. I just wanted to, oh, I just yeah. forgot it. I'm Being sorry. Sis. If it's, it could be a woman too. Wow. Totally. Yep. Um, nope, you know why we, because we assumed that someone who cheated was a man. Yeah, that's our bad. <laughs> so not even, that's, that's me. There are no pronouns, identifying pronouns here. So, ooh, sorry about um, that. But, good catch. Um, but yeah, I, I think that like without really deeply under the, understanding the situation, and not only the situation, but like his emotional, like, his understanding of the situation. They, he's their like, understanding. <laughs> there. Oh my God. No, you're so it's right. Because it's I can't really do it in wrong. my writing. So I'm so used to do, correcting no. myself in writing, but I can't. Now I just don't know. I'm being you're really so, a millennial right now. But No, you're being great. This is what it should be. It's very wrong that I assumed that. No, I did um, too. Uh, I would say that if if they haven't, if when you ask about it, they're like, I don't know, like, I was just, like, kind of lost and, like, bored and, I don't know, whatever. That's it. So I just did it. Like, that's not a great sign. If they're able to talk about it with self-awareness and, like, really understand the things that led to it and the reasons, like, that it happened and, like, what went wrong and when and why and what they did weren't getting that they needed that they now know they need, like, all, like, their self-awareness around it – I think is a huge indicator for like, is this something to worry about? And it's a great sign that they shared this with you. Um, it's like, it seems like they're semi-self-aware because they're seeking professional help. I'd be curious like to ask more questions about that and see what they'd share with you. Cause is that because this is like a problem that keeps coming up? Like some people, I am torn on the sex addict thing, but I've known, sadly known like families where the, it seems like the man, but someone in the parents like can't like has had a history of cheat like it's truly compulsive. Like I don't I don't even know. That's again another episode, but just like figuring out what kind of cheating this was, and then you can be really honest too. Ask them to be really honest with you, and you can be really honest, really, really vulnerable. I feel like all my fears of cheating have gotten gone away when I'm just I don't like see a text and get worried about it. I just ask about that text. <laughs> And I'm kind of annoying about it and harp on it because, like, I, I, and again, that's because I'm, that's a big fear for me. Even when I'm getting no indications, it's not really cool of me not to trust people. But, like, I have to be able to be honest with it because I don't want it to start eating me inside, like, my worries and then, like, have me be, like, nasty. So I think if you just, whatever your 
fuck outside opinions, get, well, no, that's not true. But get honest with your partner. Have your partner get honest with you. Think about if you are okay with it and how it would affect you. Again, what do you want? Do you want a partner you can feel 120% confident won't cheat on you, which again, yeah, you actually never can. Um, I feel like I'm jinxing myself and now I'm going to get cheated on. Uh, cool. But Well, to quote Kara from last episode, even Beyonce got cheated on. Like, yeah, yep. people get cheated on. And also, I think that you can get cheated on and a relationship can recover. Me people too. People might at me for that, but I think that, again, it's about self-awareness and being like, look, commitment is hard, monogamy is hard, blah, blah, blah. But I think mostly for you, listener, I think that the most important thing is, like, just keep checking in with yourself. And, like, if you're worried a lot of the time, like, something's not working, either, like, in him or in you. I do know that you're a lady. Well, that's a lie. I don't know I how you identify. So. <laughs> but... That's true. Yep. Oh, now we're getting really good. Yeah. We're doing me. But um, I think you're female identifying from your name. Um, And I think that women of all kinds are incredibly intuitive. So if you listen to the voice in your head and are, like, thoughtful about how you feel and if you're worried and how much of the time you're worried and if, like, talking to him helps dispel the worry or if it – heightens the worry like I think that's the best way to go yeah FYI I have low battery I could replace it but I'm thinking just to, for ease we could nope, also wrap fine. do you think we can wrap totally okay yeah. so I'll mark yeah, that too as a place we could possibly cut what I say out but um yeah at the end of the day too and that's where friends can also kind of come in a little bit I know I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit but like Again, like, if you're talking to your friends all the time about this thing and it's not going to get better, I don't know. I just feel like I've known friends who've gotten cheated on and I didn't think it should end their relationship. I've known friends who were just, like, kind of putting up with a bunch of cheating bullshit and I wanted to just, yeah. Also, therapy for you could help. Oh, my God. Wait. Stop it. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I shouldn't be giving suggestions like that. Therapy for everyone should help. Therapy I, for like, everyone. Like, the, I think the thesis of this podcast is that everyone in the world should be in therapy. I was talking to someone about this today who maybe didn't want to hear it. It was a family member. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I think everyone should be in therapy forever. Yeah. And, like, yet again, we chatted so long because these topics are so good. I think that I, I want to hear everyone's thought on the cheating thing. I think we yeah. can have a cheating episode. I Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what we need to do? Okay, here's what we're going to do for a cheating episode. We're going to get someone who has cheated and get someone who has been cheated on. Yes. Like, we'll keep them anonymous. But also, like, if you're out there and you're in either of those positions and you'd want to, like, call in and chat with us about either side, hit us up. Let us know. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. And, oh, gross. That was, like, <laughs> it's like what Mr. Big says in fucking Sex in the City. You are fine. Uh, I'm stressed because I, I see my recorder's battery is dying and, like, switching the batteries will just probably fuck up the whole thing. It's hard. Um, so it's hard. let's so, tell them we already shouted out our social. We already did all of our plugging. 
We love you guys so much. Please join the things though and follow us at 514 Pod. Oh, please. Oh, please. The more, the better. We'll be able to link right to our episodes if you get 10,000 followers on Instagram. And I think we're getting closer to 6,000 followers. Just so so that's exciting. Oh, follow us. Follow us. We tell love you guys. We love you. And we'll do, keep sending your worst first dates because now we actually have a fucking true backlog and we're going to we do an a lot episode of that. soon. And thank you for being patient with us as we figure all this shit out with our new coasts, new new relationships, um, new, new daters. anxieties, new daters. And um, as always, go, go on, on a, a date. date. Bye. A big shout out to Anthony from Five Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check Five Ohm out online at fiveohm.com. And that's spelled F-I-V-E-O-H-M. Om. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a 4-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.